0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the Great Fast, and in the readings of today, we read about the story of the prodigal son, the famous parable where the Lord is describing um, the son who was living with his father, but decided that he wanted to take his possession of the inheritance, and to go his way, and live his life on his own, and he go and squanders all the money that he had with sinful life, and then finally, when he finds himself unable to provide for himself, he thinks, what is it that I should do? And he decides that maybe I can go back and to my father again um, and work for him as a hired servant. And so as he was returning to his father, his father sees him coming from far away, and he runs and embraces him and restores him again, and he rejoices um, at his return. Um, and so this is one of the examples in the scripture where we read about those who have gone astray as the lost sheep. It says about him in, in Luke 15, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with a prodigal living. This is the process or the decision that a person makes whenever they are in the church and they decide to leave. And that decision to leave usually does not bring the expected outcome um, for those people who make the choice. Um, here, this the son, he believed that he was making a better life for himself, that he was going to enjoy his life more than he was at, at the beginning when he was with his father. Maybe he felt restrained or restricted or confined when he was living with his father and didn't appreciate all the things that he had in his father's house, and so he decided to go his own way and to make his own life, but he found himself in a place completely unexpected, eating, um, eating, eating, wishing he could eat even the food of the pigs. And so um, often when people um, are, are in the church of God, maybe not appreciating or understanding the magnitude of grace that we receive here in the church, and then they leave in order to pursue something else, Um, And maybe they have different thoughts or beliefs, or maybe um, something has led them astray, tempted them, um, and they leave, they they find that the life without God, the life away from the church is is a miserable one, just like this life here um, of this prodigal son. So I want to speak a little bit about why is it that some people go astray, why is it that they become lost sheep, and then also how is it that we can seek them um, to return them um, to God again. The first reason that people might go astray is because of doubts. Um, people maybe in the church begin to question things, and they don't understand why is it that we do certain things, or why do we why do we believe certain things? And because they don't maybe have a good grounding in in the understanding of the faith and they believe maybe there are not good reasons for these things or they don't understand the reasons, they begin to um, doubt. Maybe they doubt the existence of God or they doubt the authenticity of the church um, or they they doubt many different things. Why is it that the church does things the way that it does? Um, And so they begin to question to the point where they gradually go further and further away, not really believing that the authentic faith and the truth is found in the church. And one thing that I want to say is that Having doubts for all of us is normal. It's normal for us to experience doubts in various ways, one way or the other. But when the doubts come, it's now our obligation to address them. Don't just leave them to linger. Sometimes people have doubts and they just kind of silence them. They don't really find the answers. They don't make the effort to ask or to seek the answers to the doubts that they have. And over time, those doubts can grow, and 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 even without the person realizing it, they might find themselves more and more distant from the life of the church, more distant from the community of the church, um, f- without even knowing, without even realizing that this is what is happening. Um, in James chapter one, he says, "He who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind." Right? A person who is who is doubting can very easily fall and go astray, um, like like without realizing it right very quickly when one day they might have certain thoughts the next day they have different thoughts and maybe they're trying to process everything according to their emotions and how they feel about it rather than going back to the root and understand why is it that the church has certain beliefs why is it that we do certain things and there are real reasons why in the history of the church there are real reasons why in the teachings of the apostles and the teachings of christ there are real reasons why we do things as they are they're not arbitrary they're not just because we decided that this was a, a nice way to do it and maybe when we go back to those original sources, and when we ask those questions, we can gain more confidence and say, yes, I believe that the Church of God practices or believes um, a certain thing. So the first reason why people might go away is doubts. The second is sins. Um, sometimes people are, are led away by their lusts. They're led away by um, by some some wrong desire that they have, that they know of course that in the church is 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 not accepted, um, that we preach against it, that the word of God speaks against it, and yet this strong lust or strong desire, strong desire for sin that they have inside of them, they can't re- they can't silence that voice or that feeling that they have, wanting to lead them to attract them to a life of sin, maybe to be um, in friendship with a certain group of people that encourages them to fall into sin, and then gradually they find themselves. Coming coming to church less and less, um, maybe not being as involved in their service, not being as connected to the community of the church, um, partaking of communion less and less, confessing less and less, and then over time we find that the, 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 the life of sin has kind of taken hold of them. Um, St. Paul speaks about this group in Romans chapter 1. He says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Right? There is this relationship between when I, when I go further from God, my mind becomes more debased, my mind becomes darkened, my experience of the presence of God is less, which then causes me to e- sin even more, which then accelerates the process even more. A person who starts on this path of sin, maybe at the beginning, thinks that it's innocent and innocuous and that there is nothing bad, no harmful outcome is going to come of it and that it's something very mild and minor. And yet they find that over time, they begin to be more and more distant from God, from his ways, and even questioning. Why does God restrict us so much? Why does he tell us about all these things that are sinful that we shouldn't be doing? And Maybe they don't realize that this is for our protection, and they desire to go more and more. Second reason why people might leave the church, because of a desire for sin. A third reason that they might become lost sheep is because of some offense. Um, something happened to them that caused them to be offended to the point where they don't want to come at all. They don't want to come anymore. In Proverbs 18, it says, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Because when someone begins to hold a grudge against another person um, or or against the church as a whole, when they leave because of some offense, it's very hard to get them to consider um, try to come back again. Come back and and, and let's talk about it. Let's have a dialogue about it. Let's try to understand what is it that offended you, um, and let's try to resolve it in whichever way that we can. Maybe one reason that people are offended is because they have wrong expectations of how is it that they should be treated. Maybe a person thinks that they deserve a special kind of treatment, and when they don't receive that treatment, they become offended. Or maybe there are misunderstandings. Um, Or maybe there's a wrong set of priorities because actually as weak, sinful human beings, we are all liable to offend one another um, at some point. Um, And yet the reason we come here is not just so that we can enjoy each other's company, but because we believe that salvation is found in the church, right? Like if you were drowning in the ocean um, and then this Coast Guard ship came to rescue you, but then you recognize someone on that ship that you didn't like, would you decide, no, I'm just going to stay in the ocean? I'm not going to get on the ship Right? it doesn't make any sense but because in that case we clearly understand that your entire salvation your entire life is tied up with getting on the ship and being saved from drowning whereas when it comes to the church maybe we don't see the church that way maybe we see it as just it's a it's a community it's a group of people i don't like the people there i don't have to go right i don't see it as it's my salvation it's tied up in this so that's another reason people might leave the church is because of offense another is because of a divided heart People who try to live two lives, one life in the church, excelling at the things in the church, reading the Bible, serving, um, doing all the things that should be done according to the Word of God in the church, but then outside of the church living a completely different life, going to completely other places that they would never want anyone from the church to know that they go, or doing things that they never want anyone from the church knowing, things that they are not going to confess. Right? I'm not just speaking about the, the normal weaknesses that we all have, the normal struggles that we all have, that we fall into sin and then we come and repent. I'm talking about a, a willful lifestyle choice that a person decides that they're going to live two different lives, one in the church of God and one outside. And, and what St. James says about this, he says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So he's saying it is not possible it is not possible for us to be the friends of god and the friends of the world these are two very different systems two different sets of values two different sets of priorities two different ways of life completely different ways and we have to choose just like we were studying um in the book of uh, the first kings the encounter of elijah with the priests of baal where they have this dramatic encounter to see whether Baal, the false god, is going to bring down fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice, or whether the Lord God is going to bring down fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice. And Elijah put a very simple proposition. He said, if Baal is God, worship him. But if the Lord is God, worship him. What is it that you believe? You cannot be the priests of Baal, worshiping Baal, and also the priests of God. You cannot be the worshipers of of this God and the worshipers of this God. Choose your God. Choose the God that you will serve, uh, and, so, and so this is a, a simple question and a simple decision that we can make and that we have to make, but sometimes people don't want to make that decision. They want the best of both worlds, but they actually get the worst of both worlds, and so one reason people might leave is because after a while of trying to live this double life, they can no longer, and they are consumed with the, the worldly life that they have chosen and can no longer continue in the church. So what are some ways that we can seek um, these people all these various groups well the first one to those people who have legitimate doubts of the faith we should answer their doubts we should we should we should understand like what is your doubts what are the things that are concerning you go and and find the answers and go and present it to them in a loving in a loving way and first peter st peter he says but sanctify the lord god in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear Meaning I go to these people who have doubts and I say, let me tell you the reason why my faith is strong. Why is it that I believe in God? Why is it that I believe in the church? Why is it that I have the faith that I have? Here's the reasons why, right? And, and so even we can share with them maybe sometimes some of the doubts that we've had. Like, I've yeah, there was a point in my life where I experienced this kind of doubt, and then I read about this, or I learned more about this, and I realized that, no, my doubts actually were, were false. They, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have doubted these things because I really do believe um, that they are true. So we should be able to communicate our faith with the mind, with intelligence, and, but also communicate with kindness, with meekness, with humility. Not that we are better than you, but that let me share with you the reasons why I believe. Um, Also, the truth should be communicated with a kind of a reverence. Like The the topic that we're speaking about here is a topic of life and death. right? It's a topic of life and death. The idea of someone being in the church and having salvation, this is life. And being outside of the church and not having salvation, this is death. So this is not just a simple casual discussion to have. This is a very, very serious, important discussion that we must have because the person who has gone away, and this is true for the lost sheep of any type, the person who has gone away is at risk, right? In grave risk. And so out of our love for them, we need to do something, whatever that whatever that something is, based on our relationship with that person and how well we know that person, but there's something, there's something that needs to be done. Here, if a person is left because of doubts, then maybe we can figure that out and answer the doubts for them. The second, for those people who have gone away because of sin, because they have been attracted to sin, we should also address this by healing the sin, right? Healing the sin. Um, in James 5, he says, Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins, meaning we want to bring them to holiness. We want them to see the, the the pain that they are inflicting on themselves because of the poor choices they have made. To see the damaging effects of sin and how it has what it is on their lives, on their well-being, on their on their relationships, on their future. Make them wake up and see. Like, do you do you understand? Look at the other examples of people who have gone down the same path that you're on. What was the outcome? Was it what is what is it? Was it a good outcome or not? The goal here is to be their friend, but not only to be their friend. Right? Because sometimes when we, we think of what does it mean to be a friend of someone who is making poor choices, some people think that friendship is just kind of encouraging them and agreeing with them and you know, because I don't want to stand up and confront them lest they be upset with me, lest they be offended by me. But actually there's some times where it's okay if people are offended. Right, If you are offended by me because I'm trying to save you from destruction, well maybe this is an offense you need to feel. I can't just say I agree with you. I agree with you. Yes, you know, do do what makes you feel good, right? When when the path that you are walking is one that will lead to destruction, so those people who are who are living away from the church in sin, they have to they have to be confronted in a loving way to bring them back again. Um, those people who have been offended, we have to be able to address the offense, right? Meaning what? Talk about what happened. Was there something that happened between you and another believer, someone else from the church? Um, let's talk about it. Um, the lord said moreover if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he hears you you have gained your brother meaning there is dialogue that can be had again we are all sinners and and living together and and working together and worshiping together and serving together we will inevitably offend one another at one point right but the issue is those people who when they become offended they do nothing they, they, they don't try to address it, but inside themselves, they begin to harbor a kind of resentment and hatred, and 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 again, put something that's pushing them further and further away. Maybe concluded, you know what, I don't need this. I don't need to be here. Uh, the people here don't understand me. They don't like me, whatever the case might be. when maybe there are misunderstandings. Maybe there's things that, that are just unclear to me. Maybe I don't know, unless I, I raise my voice and to communicate, again, respectfully, to, to, to speak and to say, hey, I, I, this is how I felt when you did such-and-such, such. to have a communication and a dialogue, then maybe we will never get to a resolution and, and that person will leave. right? Um, but also, um, we are not called to judge in the sense that if there is someone who harmed me in some way, then maybe this isn't something that should be so unexpected. In the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon says, do not take to heart everything people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. For many times also your own heart has known that even you have cursed others. Meaning what, imagine if you have like this master of the house who has servants, and then he happens to overhear that one of his servants is cursing him. And so he becomes upset. He's like, how dare you curse me? Like you're not even my peer, you're my servant, that you should be coming cursing me right and so he could become very riled up and angry and want to like punish the servant okay but then king solomon he says what but for many times your own heart has known that you have cursed others how is it that you can become so offended toward a person who has acted a certain way toward you when you yourself have done the same thing so sometimes when we are offended even at the true weaknesses of other people right before our first reaction is well i can't i can't be here all these people are just like you know, like arrogant and, and 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 judgment or whatever the case that I begin to judge others, the first question I should ask myself is have I ever done the same thing that this person has done to me and really think about it, have I? And most of the time, I think we'll find the answer is yes. Yes, I have done it, right? So if I have done it to others, right, then shouldn't I have mercy on this person who has done this to me? Yes, I can still talk to them. I can still address it and say, you know, I was upset when you said this, but should I feel so... So like offended to the point where I feel like, okay, what was done to me was something like unbelievable, has never happened at all, I have never done it. Maybe I have my own sins, right? I have my own struggles. I should look at myself before immediately condemning um, the other person and, and become offended at them. The last point is the person who lives with a divided heart, okay? And the solution is to unite the heart right? The person who has a divided heart should re- unite the heart. Meaning when we go speak to this person, we remind them of the futility of the world. You know, this world that you are attaching yourself to, the world that is leading you away from God, what is this world? What future is there in this world that you are choosing for yourself? Again, King Solomon, he speaks about the success that is found in the world, the wealth, the pleasure, everything that is, that, you know, we as human beings uh, look forward to in the world, okay? He says about it, um, vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? You know, King Solomon, who was the the wealthiest, most glorious king uh, ever uh, in Israel, who had more wealth and power than any other king that came before him or after him, and yet he discovered that even with all of this power and all of this wealth and everything that he had, it was nothing. Right? after he tasted it, after he experienced it, after he attained for himself all of the goals that any human being would ever desire for themselves, he got to the top of the mountain and he realized there's nothing here. Right, This is, this is empty. Right, There was nothing for me. All this time when I was seeking to, to come to this place of complete fulfillment, I found no fulfillment at all. And so the person who is, who, is, who is leaving the church because of a divided heart, they have a divided heart because they have some goals that are contrary to God, and they want to fulfill those goals, whatever those goals happen to be, right? And so to to come and make that person realize this is a futile walk, a futile path that you are taking for yourself, and even if you got to the end of the path, you will find there is nothing there. To rekindle their love for God again, to make them feel again the kind of fulfillment and satisfaction that comes only in the church of God, only with the presence of God in our lives that that we inhibit, that that we block whenever we are walking away from him and trying to live another kind of life so very briefly today we spoke about the lost sheep and the story of the prodigal son some reasons why maybe people leave the church and some ways that maybe we can try to bring them back so we should always be mindful um, as this service of the lost sheep is very important always be mindful of those people who have left and to not forget them but to to be active in trying to bring them back to pray for them um, because this is our responsibility and glory be to god forever amen